This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. I want to start by saying how thankful I am for this opportunity to study God's Word with you. And I also want to say thank you for the prayers on my behalf. It's my prayer as well that something that I had to study with you tonight will be beneficial as well as edifying to you. I've titled my lesson tonight, The World's Bible. There's a popular saying within the church that goes, we are the only Bible this world will ever read. That's what I've based my study tonight on. So what does it mean to be the world's Bible? And what is our purpose as the world's Bible? To start for our first scripture, let's turn to 2 Corinthians 5.20. It answers both of these questions. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Paul says here that we are ambassadors to Christ. We are representing God to those around us. It's through us that God's word is spread, and it's through us that people are brought to the church. We are God's representatives. We are the world's Bible. And it's our job as the world's Bible to reflect God's word in our everyday lives. So how do we do that? Well, firstly, we must look at ourselves to make sure we're living a lifestyle that is in accordance with God's word. How can we reflect God's word if God's word isn't in our life to reflect? Most of us likely own a physical copy of the Bible, and to most of us, that's probably a very precious possession. You probably take pretty good care of that Bible. You probably don't eat messy food while flipping through the pages of it. You probably don't willingly leave it in the bathroom or somewhere where water is going to get on it and corrupt its message. You probably have a special place, a cabinet or a shelf, to put it so that no harm will come to it. These are kind of silly examples, but now that you have a picture in your mind, I want you to replace the Bible in this example with your life. Do we take those same precautions? Do we protect ourselves the same way from the world, the same way we protect our Bible from physical damage that could happen to it? As Christians, we need to be aware of the world and its influences, and we have to keep clean from the grit and grime. Do we make sure to uphold a daily lifestyle that not only strengthens us spiritually, but pleases the Lord? In order for us to be the world's Bible, we have to first look at ourselves and make sure we're living our lives in a way that is in accordance with God's Word. Let's turn to Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. <clears throat> Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech ye therefore, brother, brethren, <coughs> by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, These two verses perfectly describe what it means to be the world's Bible. It tells us that we're not to be conformed to the world. Now that word conformed, the Greek definition is to fashion oneself according to. But in simpler terms, it means to be like. So as the world's Bible, we shouldn't be like the world. Our goal is to influence the world, to change the world. In order for us to do that, we have to protect ourselves from the influence of the world. We can't become like the world. Back to the example of a physical Bible, how we protect it. Most of us, or some of us, may have a case for your Bible to shield it 
from whatever physical damage may happen to it. Do we shield ourselves from the world in the same way? Do, do we have the same care for our lives and what comes into our hearts? Let's read what Scripture has to say about it. 1 Corinthians 15.3 says, Do not be deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. What Paul is saying here is that we can't be tricked. We can't be fooled into thinking that being around bad influences, evil communications, is not going to affect us. No matter how strong of Christians we think we are, whatever we spend our time doing, whoever we spend our time with, where we spend our time, that stuff is going to be in our heart. And it's going to affect us. Because what's in our heart will always be in our mind. We need to make sure we are filling our lives with good examples as well as being a good example to others. Let's turn to 1 Peter 5.8. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. It says here that we need to be sober, clear-minded, and determined to resist the temptations of sin. We have to be aware that there is sin. We have to be aware that there are bad examples. We have to be aware that Satan is never going to stop in his attempts to pull us away from God. And we have to be steadfast in the guarding of ourselves from this adversary, which is the devil. Turn with me to Matthew 5.13. Matthew 5.13 says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. This verse perfectly summarizes what we've talked about so far. We are the salt of the earth, but if we let the evils of the world affect us, what good are we to God as ambassadors of Christ? How are we to be messengers of God? How are we to spread God's word if we let our message be corrupted by the sin and temptation of the world? How can we be good examples if we let ourselves be influenced by bad examples? Well, it's simple. We can't. We have to fill our lives with good examples, godly examples. Now that we've established how we need to keep ourselves clean from this world, it's time to talk about our purpose as the world's Bible. And simply, it's to reflect God's word. We, our goal is to mirror his goodness, forgiveness, and love towards all people. And to do that, we have to be a good example. Turn with me to Matthew 5, 14 through 16. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus says that we are the light of the world. We are the world's Bible. He says it's through our works that God is glorified. It's through our works in our spreading of God's word, that God's kingdom is furthered. We are God's tools in the furtherance of his kingdom. Now, we've heard this verse hundreds, thousands of times, but why is it so significant? Why is it so important that we are the light of the world? Why do we need to be examples? Well, for one, we've been commanded to. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We've been chosen as God, as members of the church and as Christians. We've been commanded by God to spread his word, to be a good example, to be a light to the world. 
Also in Acts 13, 47, it says, For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light to the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. Paul's talking about himself and Barnabas in this, in this verse. He's talking about how the Lord had commanded them to be a light to the Gentiles. And just like Paul and Barnabas, we have been commanded to be a light to everyone around us, everyone in the world. Back to Peter 2, 9, it says later on in the verse that we are a peculiar people. Whenever we're being the world's Bible, we should stand out. We should be strange to the world. Because if we're not, we're not doing our job. We're supposed to stand out, influence, and change the world. How are we going to do that if we are a part of the world? The thing about being an example is that whether you're a good or a bad example, you don't get to choose when you're being an example. You're always being an example to someone. You're always influencing someone. However, we do get to choose what kind of example we're going to be. And that needs to be one that, of a Christ-like image, one that furthers the kingdom and brings glory to God's name. The sad truth is that many people who don't go to church or don't believe in God are not going to magically pick up a Bible one day and start studying God's Word. That's why we have to be a Bible for them to read, so to speak. That's our purpose as the world's Bible. Because if we are not a light to the world, who will be? If we as messengers of God are not spreading his word, who will? How will the kingdom be furthered? That's what I prepared tonight. It's my prayer that something we've studied has been beneficial to you. It's certainly been beneficial to me. Thank you for your attention. I'll turn it over to Evan this time. We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.